Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. Today, I have with us Sharon. If you can tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and how what you do can help pertain to healthcare, I think it's very, very interesting. Okay. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyatt, and it is Sharon like the famous song, My Mama Mama My Sharona. I got into interpreting names, which is what I do when I was teaching school and I was doing the seating charts in my seventh year of teaching. I realized that my brain was saying, don't put Joshua next to Julie because together they're going to be clowns and Stephanie's going to be stubborn, put her over here on the side and Derek's going to need extra help, put him up close. And it wasn't until I was doing my fourth class that I thought, wait a minute, I do this once I really get to know the kids, but all I have right now is their names because it was at the very beginning of the school year. So I went back and wrote down my first impression of all the students and I put it away till winter break. And when I looked at it at three months after I've done it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so accurate. I figured that my brain, which is totally trained in patterns, being a math major in college and having my master's, had come up with some kind of patterning that they could see something in the name. But it took me 15 years to figure out all the patterns. Then I went and tested it in over 70 countries over a three-year time period. And how it can help in health is that your predispositions in health is in your name. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually, my name is Leanne. And when I was in elementary school, I would get moved around the classroom because I talked. One particular time, my teacher said, I'm going to move you over here because you don't know any of these people. She assumed that I wasn't going to talk. No, I talked to. <laughs> didn't matter to me who they were. I talked to everybody around me. It just was helpful that my friend actually knew fingerspelling and sign language. So we would actually fingerspell across the room and we still got stuck. <laughs> In your name, you're very empathic and very intuitive. Also, your name says that you've got this incredible memory. I've been accused of that my whole life. Yes. <laughs> and that you can drive all the rest of us nuts with the details. Yes, 100% I do. My daughter right now would be like, yes, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's no real secrets in a name. It's just, it's the same reason why HR departments hire me when they give me the job description and the people that have applied and said, which one should we hire? Because mm -hmm. you know, I can narrow down the list for them. Or when attorneys hire me to help them choose a jury. Yeah, that's really good and helpful. I recognized a long time ago that people with certain names had similar qualities. I also used to get accused of seeing connections and patterns where they didn't exist according to other people my mom would tell me this has nothing to do with this how are you connecting that stop making stuff up like I didn't know why it wasn't obvious to her that those things were related <laughs> I think all of life is based on patterns yeah it depends on how Learn close you're looking <laughs> right, right. And as you learn the pattern, it makes it easier to manage your way through life and the different circumstances that come up, you know, while we're living around. Because living life can be very challenging at different times. But if you mm -hmm. see the patterns and you put the connections together, it makes it easier to realize, oh, this isn't much different than that. And this is what worked before. Or this didn't work before. Now I don't want to do it that way again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've also been accused of telling people what their choices were before they made them, you know? I just see, okay, you're on the trajectory. You're moving forward this way. This is what's going to happen. I don't know why it's not obvious. Well, that's because that's in your name. That's that empathic and that's that intuitive and not everybody has that in their name. So can you explain how that is with looking at my name? How do you get that? What are some of the different patterns that you've been able to recognize so that way anybody listening can kind of see some of those patterns and see what 
you're talking about and use a little bit of that information to help themselves out with different things. You have four placements. You have the first vowel placement, first vowel and the first name, which is your communication style and how you get your lessons and how you show love and what it's going to take to have somebody be a friend. And there's all kinds of information that lies in that first vowel. Then there's the first letter position, which is really your overall umbrella for while you're here, what everything falls under. And that's also your first impression. Then there's the last letter in the name, which is the lasting impression that someone gives. And what I always say is the first thing somebody talks about behind their back. And then all the rest are the middle letters. But then I could say, well, this letter means this in this position. But if you don't know how it sits and plays with the letters next to it, then you're still off a little bit. Just like if you're sitting by somebody you like, you can act one way. But if you're sitting by somebody you don't care for, you might act a different way. Mm -hmm. Then the letters do the same thing. They play nicely with some and not nicely with others. So if I said, this is where I see this in your name, it may not quite be the same in somebody else's name because their letter is sitting next to something else. And so it turns it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like the conglomeration of the soup makes the whole dish taste different. Exactly. (laughs) It's kind of like a vegetable soup. (laughs) Let's just look at the first vowels. Okay. Okay. Now this is the majority of times. And again, it depends on the letter sitting next to it. But the majority of times, if you're looking at the first vowel and the first name, now that doesn't have to be the first letter because we're going to look at A. So the first letter would be, the first vowel would be in Alicia, it'd be the first letter. But in Sarah, it would be the second letter. In my name, Sharon, it would be the third letter. So it's not in its placement, it's the first vowel that you're seeing. Okay? The majority of people with the first vowel of an A are workaholics and they work until they drop. And at the end of the day, if they could get somebody else to go to the bathroom for them, they'd let them because they're exhausted and they just sit down. And once they're down, they don't want to get up again. So they work really, really hard and they're very work oriented and they'll do their job and other people's job because the work has to get done. Then you take the first vowel of an E and most people with the first vowel of the E, aesthetics is very important to them. And so if there's a crooked picture on the wall, they're the ones that walk by and straighten it out because it just looks better that way. I had a friend one time that would come over my house and deliberately when I would leave the room would cock one of the pictures just to see how long it would take me or how fast it would take me to recognize it and fix it. It was like the funniest thing for him. Right. (laughs) But it just looks at where's the beauty in the world. I always say if you're an A person, you're dressing for comfort. And if you're an E person, it's got to look really sharp also, or at least it's got to match with whatever you're doing. So you're not going to wear a ball ground and go out and go gardening. I always say if an A person is going shopping, bring an E person with them because they're the ones that are going to tell you "Ah, that doesn't look very good on you. Don't buy that one. (laughs) You know, the I person always is centered around family and family takes the majority of time. Now I'll have a lot of eyes tell me I don't do anything with family. So they're not taking my time. Well, your lessons come through family. So I say you have issues with family and if not talking with family, if that's not the biggest issue there is, and you're dishing the whole reason that you came was to learn how to get along with these people that you call family. So that's I. So family does take a lot of time and attention. In the O, those are our bosses. There are ones that like to boss people around. They're the one letter that really multitasks well and can keep all the balls in the air and keep all of them from dropping. And then the you as a whole are our entertainers. They're just interesting people. We like how they tell stories. The question is, if the story would naturally end and they still have undivided attention, do they want more attention so they keep going and then they kind of exaggerate? But anyway, the the yous are always fun to be with. They have very short attention spans. And so you have to keep the conversations going and they can jump from topic to topic to topic and then come back because that way they're not getting bored. Makes me wonder if my name was supposed to be with the you. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the the why are the most gracious hosts out there. They're always concerned that everybody's having a good time, that everybody's all right. They're very globalistic in their thinking. You also want to make sure that you don't step on any wise toes accidentally because they're very gracious about it. But they're the ones that like to get revenge when they think something's been done wrong. Interesting. What about people with nicknames? When you have a nickname, first of all, the birth name sets out what I call your contract with God for this lifetime. And it sets out your timing for when you've planned different things. There's a lot of information in the birth name. That's who you are inside. And then if you're going by a different name, then that's who you appear to be to people on the outside. Or that's the part of you that you're showing people and you're keeping the rest hidden. Okay. Does that make a difference with, say, somebody who they use their regular name, like their given name, except for with their family and they use their nickname with their family? Then or the other way around? Then the family is saying, we only want to see these parts of you if they're using a nickname. Notice how many parents will put a Y on the end of a child's name. Mm -hmm. So Bob becomes Bobby and they keep adding these Ys. When a name ends in a Y, it generally means the parent is saying, we need you to behave in such a way that it's easier for us to like you. Because names that end in a Y, they're using chameleons. They get along with anybody that they want to. And the question is, do they want to? Mm. What about when the child is the one who decides who's using their nickname? then the child says, I'm only comfortable showing these aspects of me when I'm around that person. Interesting. Interesting. So um, the first name, Leanne, is the essence of who somebody is. The okay. middle name is where they go when they're under stress. Because some people really morph when they're under stress. It's like they become a different person. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a middle name, there's no morphing under stress. What you see is what you get. And the last name represents your environment. So you have nature and nurture. And your last name says, what kind of people are you drawing to you that you're going to be listening? To. Okay. And how does that have anything to do with when people change their names legally, whether it's because they get married or whether they just choose to change their names? How does that come into play? If they're changing the last name, they're changing which people are being pulled into their world. So now they're pulling a different type of person or people with different qualities into the world. And they're now listening to a different group. If okay. they're changing their first name, it means that they are now going about their lessons. The lessons don't change. It's in whatever's on the birth certificate. And now they're going about those in a different manner. Okay. Yeah. So right before I graduated, I changed my last name. Well, actually I added a middle name and I changed my last name. Long, complicated story, the way I tell it. But, um, Basically, yeah, I changed my last name because when I was born, I got what my mom's last name was, which was what her previous husband's name was. So it, it really had nothing to do with me. And so then before I graduated medical school, I changed my name. So that way I graduated with this name instead of doctor, these people that I don't even know. They're not me. And then there's another story that, that goes with what this name is. But yeah. <laughs> and it just changes who you're listening to, who you're going to pull in. So even mm -hmm. if you didn't know your dad, but you have your dad's last name mm -hmm. or what I would call the sperm donor. Okay. But you have the sperm donor's last name. It means that the qualities that are in that last name, people that have those qualities is who you're pulling into your world. Yeah. So actually I changed my name to be reflective of my father's name and my mother's maiden name put together. But then I found out that the person that I was told the name of was not actually who my father was. So, um, <laughs> And it, and it doesn't matter the relations of the last names. It really matters what letters are there. For an okay. example, 
example, I did not appreciate my last name growing up because it was incredibly common. Nobody ever asked me, how do you spell that? I mean, it was just really, really common. And then when I got married, I did not like his last name because it was another really, really common last name. But I got married in Germany where the husband and wife have to have the same name. So if I wanted him, I had to take his name. Otherwise, I would not have. And then when he became a husband, I went in and changed my last name. But by then I knew Namology Science. So I balanced out in my last name what letters I wanted where and able to pull in the type of people into my world that I enjoy being with and around. And therefore, my last name is totally a made up last name for me. But my whole life changed because of now who I was pulling into my world versus who I did before. With the last name, you have to be careful if it now makes new combinations within your entire name, because it can bring violence. It will show like if there's going to be violence in the marriage. How do you see that? In three L's. If you look at the entire name, and there's three or more L's, that means that you can become a victim and there can be violence. Emotionally, violence can come mentally, violence can come physically. It just means that now there can be violence. And it usually takes seven years for a name to take full effect. And so the person who now has that new last name may see it starting to creep in a little bit, but as of the seven year mark, that's when it becomes obvious. That's interesting. Yeah. With seven years, it's like a seven years is a cycle in oriental medicine. And you know, when people talk about the seven year itch, that's interesting. And actually I was just thinking about it. One of my ex-partners, my first name and his first name and last name together makes three L's. (laughs) And if you're born and your name says you're born with a name that has three L's in it, it means that as you're growing up, you are either the victim, the perpetrator, or both. I think oftentimes that role can be both. Not all the time, but oftentimes. It depends on the other letters in the name. So if you know the whole system, you go, oh, there it is. I can easily tell whether it's victim, perpetrator, or both. Like I said, it took me 15 years to figure out all the patterns, but it only takes me 15 hours to teach this system. Interesting. Interesting. Is there a most common name of people that come to you? Uh, No, there's not. In fact, a lot of people will come to me that have very unusual names and have no clue what they mean. But when the individuals come to me, it's because they're wanting to know their absolute purpose, why they're here, what the overall arcing umbrella is, what are the seven things that need to be accomplished and able to complete that overall arcing umbrella, because every time there's a challenge in the name, there's also the solution in the name. You can also compare two names and you can see what needs to happen to improve a a relationship. Sometimes couples will come to me and one, they want to go into business together and want to know if this business would work for both of them. Or they'll come to me and they'll just say, just talk to us. And I can look at the name, like there was a couple that came recently and I just looked at the names and I went, oh, the passion has gone out of your marriage. So you're here to see how do I rekindle that or whether I want to continue in this marriage or not because the passion's gone. And it's like you both love each other, but you're no longer in love or there's no passion. So it's more like you're living with your brother or your sister. Mm-hmm. You know, what needs to happen to rekindle that? Other people have come because they're having problems. And I've been able to look at it and say, this is what it's going to take and able to fix this relationship. This is what each person's going to need to do. And sometimes they'll say, you know, we don't want to have to work that hard. That's mm-hmm. too much effort for us. But the difference is when they part, they don't blame each other. They've made a conscious choice, this takes too much work. And we understand why it doesn't work. And then they don't need to avoid each other later on. And they don't have ill will when they see each other, like at a family gathering or something. 
So that's really nice too. You were talking before about different aspects of health and being able to recognize with the names, different aspects of health. Can you talk more about that? I'll give you two of them for an example. And this is, if it lands anywhere in the name is an ND, that combination like in Linda, they have an N and then a D. There's a lot of names that have an N before a D. That combination says you've got to watch your knees or when you're in your 60s around that time, you'll have knee surgery or knee replacement surgery. The reason that you would want to know that is so that as you're growing up and you're younger, you're not twisting your knees, getting in and out of a car. You're sitting down, you turn yourself, you sit down, you pull up both legs and you pull it in front of you. When you're getting out of a car, you take both legs out at the same time and then you stand up because if you're getting in and out of the car with one leg, you're twisting your knee. Now, would that bother everybody? No, not at all. But if you have an ND combination, that means that you're prone to knee problems. If it comes in your first name, you're going to do it to yourself. If it comes in your last name, you've inherited it. The second example I'll give you is if, if there's an O in the birth last name, then that means now you've inherited through your DNA because whatever's in your last name is what you inherit through your DNA, a propensity to be a diabetic. So if you already know that, then you want to watch your sugar intake. The reason that you would want to know where's my predispositions what's a propensity that I have that's in my name, then I know how to counteract that and how to take care of it so that that doesn't occur unless you don't care, you know? Yeah, so when you're talking about the ND for like Linda, does that make a difference if there are letters in the middle or is that only specifically no. if it's an N and then a D like next to each other, exactly? It has to be an ND, nothing in the middle. That's a combination, an ND. And if it's a DN, doesn't mean the same thing. Okay. Yeah, and that's what you learn when you take my classes or read the books I've put out. You have to learn every letter in its singularity and then the position of the letter is important. But once you get the doubles and the triples, then it's just like, anywhere they show up, but they have to show up exactly like we say, mm -hmm. like in the name Patricia, for an example, the T-R-I means something. If somebody has a T and somewhere else an R and somewhere else an I, it's not the same. It's got to be the T-R-I. Okay. I'm glad you said that. I actually know a few people with that name and every one of them goes by a nickname. So it doesn't stop what's in their birth name and in their birth name of Patricia, it literally says that they're going to learn through money and resources because they always want to spend their money before they get it or they're planning how and how to spend it before they get it or that they've literally come to learn through resources and finances and so they have to be wise in how they use that because that's what they've come to really learn how do you use your resources wisely not only to take care of you but also to help others interesting so what do you think is the biggest benefit to being able to understand these patterns with names every single person who's taken my class has said that they stop judging anybody else nobody's on a pedestal nobody's in the scumbag because they look at it and they go everyone has challenges, everyone has gifts. And so judgment goes out and acceptance of who each other is. And you know how to approach somebody, you know how to talk to somebody. When I start talking with people so often, they go, oh, you want to be my new BFF? You know, because they really feel understood because you get all the letters and all the nuances and all the subtleties. And there really isn't any judgment when you're doing it. And people feel that they're totally accepted because we all get it. That's the best benefit. We live in an instant society. We have credit cards. We want everything instantly. You look at what's going on in the world and we want instant results. It's a time factor. And getting to know somebody takes a lot of time. This way, you're cutting through a lot of the niceties, or I want to say the time it takes to really get to understand somebody and get to know who they are. Because when I meet somebody, for an example, and I always ask them, well, how do you spell your name? Because everybody can spell it such different ways. And by mm -hmm. the time they're done spelling their name, I really know who I'm speaking with. 
Nice. The other benefit is you know who's safe for you and who's not. There's certain combinations that if you compare them with your combinations that you'll go, oh, this person is not safe for me, or this is what I need to be aware of. Or it'll indicate in the name if somebody is a thief, if somebody lies, if somebody's a psychopath, wouldn't that be nice to know? It also shows in the name the generosity and the gifts and how wonderful people are. I always say names are great because the majority of names have the qualities in the name that'll overcome the challenges in the name. And that's how we learn and grow. Every once in a while, I'll meet somebody that just has so many challenges in the name and your heart just goes out to them immediately. And it also lets you know if somebody had a rough childhood. Once you know a name, you can't help but have compassion for everybody because you can see so clearly what everybody he's dealing with. What about your books and your program, like your classes? What do people need to do to be able to learn more about this themselves? You said teaching is 15 hours. Can you tell us more about that? I put it online. There are six, two and a half hour segments. It takes me five hours to actually teach all the basics to learning nameology science. And then the sixth disc is bonuses that are not in any of my books. You can tell if an address to live there is appropriate for you or not, whether you neighbors are going to be like, whether you're going to like the city regulations, all from looking at the address. That type of thing is in that sixth disc. After every two and a half hour disc that's recorded, you get to hear the people's questions that were in the class. Then if you have any additional questions, you literally get to call me and ask because I want your questions answered before you go to the next disc so that there's really good understanding. That you can find out on knowthename.com and it's on the services page. What services? I give individual readings or you can buy the books. There's three of them out. There's one that's coming out hopefully soon. The three that are out are Know the Name, Know the Person, which is all about the personality of the person. Then Know the Name, Know the Spirit, which is what's your purpose and what's your soul here for. Then Know the Name, Know how to connect. So if you want to be able to enrich your relationships and you don't want to learn the whole system, that's just the first valve because there's so much information in the first valve because that's our communication style. That's if you want to upsell somebody or what gets somebody to buy, all of that's in that first valve. The one that's coming out will be Know the Name, Know the Health, which is your health predispositions based on the placement of the letters in your name. All of it's available on knowthename.com. Go to the services page. If you're just interested in a real quick watch, just go to the name lady. What about personal readings? Do you do um, those as well? That, that's on services and there's five different kinds of readings. And if you go to the page, it'll literally say, if you get a half hour, this is what you get. If you get an hour, this is what you're told. You know what I'm going to cover. You can really choose what it is that you're wanting to know. Okay. That's awesome. I have another question. What about when, and I don't think that this has been directly addressed yet, but what about when somebody, say for example, the mother and the father were kind of arguing about what the child's name was going to be, and the mom wanted it to be this name, the dad wanted it to be that name, so the dad gets to pick one of the names, the mom gets to pick one of the names. So for example, I know people who say they were named after their father, but their mother didn't really like their father anymore after a certain period of time. And that's what their child's name was, but they call the child the middle name, which is the name that they wanted to name their child. Every culture is different. For an example, in Russia, the middle name is a derivative of your dad's name. It's mm. either your dad's name because that's the male or you get the female version of your dad's name so that everybody can tell who the mom was because somebody saw that child come out of the mom, but the dad is identified always by the middle name. In different places, it's different. Like one of the places I was at, it's the oldest male relative that gets to name the child. Okay. That was the case when I was in Turkey. Indians have their way of naming. And, and so when there was still only seven religions on the planet, what they all agreed upon was that the incoming soul impressed
impresses upon the one that's going to be naming them what they want to be called. So in actuality, we name ourselves. If the incoming soul needs to impress this part on this person and that part on that person and able to get the name they want, then that's how they go about it. The whole goal is that the soul wants a particular name because when that name goes down on the birth certificate, that's the layout. It's like the outline for the life. It's like, here's my purpose. Here's what I came to experience. Here's what I choose to learn. And mm -hmm. this is the timing for when I want to be able to do it. This, mm -hmm. These are my goals. And here's my exit clauses. If I think, oh, I'm not doing a very good job. I need to start over. Here's an exit clause when there's no consequences. It even gives you the timing of those. If you know when those are, you know that everybody gives themselves two exit clauses prior to death, at least two. And it's like, if you know when those are falling, then you know those years are really challenging or you wouldn't be saying, oh, do I want to stay? Do I want to go? And it also empowers the person. If you know why you're here, it gives you goals. It gives you permission to go do what you've always wanted to do because that's all laid out in your name before somebody else guided you in a different direction or said, hey, that's not going to work. You need to do this and how many of us give away our power and live a life that somebody else designed for us instead of the life that we designed for us. It's one of the things that my dad said, you know, I always lived my life as everybody else expected me to, and I didn't ever do what I wanted to do. And I think how sad is that? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I think we're coming out of a shift with that, especially with the generation of the kids, I think that are in their twenties or so right now, they're more of that evolutionary. That's it. I'm doing my thing. I'm tired of not being hurt kind of thing. Wonderful because the soul comes with a plan mm -hmm. and how wonderful to then have clarity on what the plan is. And when you hear it on your name, approximately half the people that get a name reading start crying and it's tears of joy. It's like, oh, I always knew this. Oh, I always wanted this. Where's my timing? How do I get back to that? You know, mm -hmm. I think the soul comes in already incredibly smart. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. The soul has information. So let's say the soul knows that E equals MC squared, but the soul doesn't have the experience to go with it. So they don't know what it stands for. They don't know when to use it. They don't know when to modify it. They don't know when that's the best formula versus another one. They don't have the experience to go with the knowledge. So the soul comes in and says, I want experience here, 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 and here, seven different areas. Because when I get that experience, then I'll have this rounded out topic that I really understand and comprehend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like coming at whatever that issue is, whatever that thing is, it's like coming at it from different angles and perspectives. Like if I didn't get it this way, then I'll balance it that way and getting more information and things like that is how well, it looks to me. And it's really interesting because there's always seven. There's seven things. And so the first two, the name gives you what order. And the first two come from different directions your entire life. And they'll keep coming back around different ways and keep hitting. The middle three will take a chunk of time to understand, but what you got it, you got it. And it doesn't keep coming around and haunting you. And the last two, you pretty much learn just by living life. And if not, when your days are short, you don't have much more to do on those. And so they just get tweaked. But all that information is in the name. The other benefit, like if somebody's an entrepreneur and they want to name their business, they want to name their product, they want to name their book, then you can decide, you can go backwards. You can say, I want to have a business that says this when people immediately understand it with the name and it attracts these kind of people from my customers. And then we can create a name that'll do that. Have you ever noticed a conflict between somebody's name and then the name of their business? And then changing their business name kind of rectifies that? Or is it kind of the same concept of, no, this business was started with this name. It doesn't matter if you change it. It's still that original entity. If you change a business name legally, it changes the vibration and the resonance of that business. And so a lot of businesses will call me not only 
for their names or the names of products, but we're moving into a larger building or we're going to buy a building and we have these addresses and which one will be more conducive to our particular business. And when you go by addresses, are you just talking about the locations names or do you work with numbers as well? The whole address has numbers and names. And so each part of the address gives a different piece of information. Like you can say what will happen inside the building, what the neighbors are going to be like, what the county rules are going to be like. It's all sitting right there in that address. That's interesting. Do you see any kind of correlation or influence or anything like that when somebody has kind of maybe even a common name, but an uncommon spelling? You always go by the letters and the placement of the letters. And that's why when I'm meeting somebody, I always say, and how do you spell that? Because there's so many different ways to spell anything anymore. Mm -hmm. And it also gives me the advantage that why they're spelling it, that I'm analyzing it. Okay. So it doesn't make a difference if somebody's, say somebody's name is Lucy. Commonly, I would think that would be L-U-C-Y, but maybe it's L-I-E-W-C, you know, E-E-E or something like that. Yeah. You interpret the letters and the placement of the letters where they fall in the name. Okay. And then only occasionally do you concern yourself with the enunciation, because if you hear a letter that isn't there, then you've got to include that extra letter. You still read every letter that's there and now you include the extra one. So for an example, in the name Zena, it's X-E-N-A, but you hear a Z. Okay. You interpret it like it has both a Z and an X as a first letter position. Okay. As you're reading the name, because you hear the Z, even though there's no Z there. Okay. You know, so that the communication style is there and how you connect with people is there. That first vowel has so much information in it that literally it's a skinny book, but it's a a very powerful book, which is the third book. So that if you don't want to have to learn the whole system and all 26 letters in the three different positions, plus the first vowels, that just gives you the first vowels. And that in itself can help improve relationships and communication. What's the most important thing that you have discovered that other people will get out of, I know you talked about non-judgment, but is there something that like really predominant that stands out that you think is the most beneficial thing to being able to understand the system? It's empowering. You own who you are and people become comfortable with who they are. It's like getting to know yourself better plus others at a more intimate level. And so people really get to approve of self and stop judging self. Like for an example, if I'm reading the name and I go, oh, look, you've got clutter in your name? Do you know why you need clutter around you? And the name explains it. People will call me that have that particular issue and say, oh my God, the whole reading was worth it just for that piece of information. (laughs) You know, and what they find is they need less clutter because now they understand why they need the clutter. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of comprehension that comes with getting your name read and really the information that sits there. I have never had somebody say to me, oh my God, that was such a waste of time. I've never had somebody ask for a refund. Instead, everybody goes, oh my God, that was so informative. Yeah. Have you ever had people that actually were nervous or scared of feeling like they were very vulnerable to you because you saw all kinds of things that they maybe are trying to hide or keep in shadow or things like that? Like people that are kind of scared or does that not really happen because people actually know what they're coming into when they reach out to you? What's really interesting to me is occasionally we'll have somebody go, oh no, 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 that's not me. But if somebody else is listening in, like I love it when we're doing fundraisers or group readings or whatnot, and everybody else will go, oh, yes, it is. Remember when, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we'll give it to you. But that's very rare. And normally if that happens, it's because I didn't explain it well enough. So I always go back. I don't change my mind. I know what the name says and it's accurate. So I go back and explain it in more detail and they go, oh, I guess I do do that. But I 
I've never had somebody really afraid to come to me or scared. I take that back. I've had some kids that are hesitant. I do some readings for children that are foster children. Mm, Parents are really concerned they're not fitting in well or they're not adjusting well to the new home. And the parents are really caring and they'll give a reading to their foster child. And of course, then they give it to their own too, so that their own don't feel badly. But to understand why you're in that home and why you're in a, compared to your parents' names and what you came to learn from these people versus your parents, all of that comes out. And we find that foster children adapt better after that. It's really cool. I think also people can understand it or take it or accept it because they can tell from my voice and how I word things. There's no judgment on my part. Mm -hmm. Everybody judges themselves enough. They don't need me to judge them too. We're all hard on ourselves. Exactly. But my part is to just share information. And then what that person does with the information is up to them. It's not to judge. And I don't believe that as a human being on this planet, I am capable or any of us are capable of unconditional love. However, we are all capable of unconditional acceptance. And I think when you can see the entire name, you automatically accept that person for who they are and have compassion for what they're going through and what they chose to learn versus what you came to do and what you came to learn type of thing. They feel the compassion right away. Or sometimes I'll look at a name and I'll just go, there's been a few of them where I just wanted to cry right off the bat. And I just look at them, I said, oh my goodness gracious, you had such a rough upbringing or this life has been so challenging for you. I don't know how you're doing it. And it's remarkable that you're still here and that you're asking for this information. And invariably that person will just start crying. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. been hard, but to know that they are so well understood, all of us want to be seen for who we are. Every single person wants to be seen for who they are. And when you can interpret a name and understand that name, you are truly seeing that person for who they are and the person feels it. And that is a huge gift you can give another human being is to see them clearly. Yeah, I believe that we are energy and we manifest into these bodies and every way of viewing us is just another example, so to say, of how we are manifested. So the color of our hair, the color of our eyes, the shape of our face, the way that we talk, our personalities, all of those different things. They're just a different representation of who we are. So well, they're different aspects, but it makes up the whole. It's kind of like the different parts of the elephant. Everybody sees a different part of the elephant. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've actually talked about that. The blind men up close touching the elephant. Yeah, I've I've talked about that. (laughs) And so it's like, yes, you're getting a sense of you from outside. There's something about knowing what the name means that resonates from everything inside. It's very, very freeing. The only time I've had somebody unhappy with a name reading is when she was moving with her kids to a new location. And I said, that location, when I compare it with your kids' names, is not as conducive for them as where you are now. Mm. So my recommendation would be don't move unless you need to. And she goes, well, we already sold the house and we're moving. And then she was upset with me because now it's like she'd made a mistake. And I go, well, they'll still learn. Here's how to make the best situation out of where you're going. Here's how to turn it into the best you can, you know, but she was so upset with me because she felt judged. And I thought there's no judgment here. I'm just giving you information. Right, right, right. One of my podcasts actually is about that as well. The differences between observations and judgments. Observation, I'm just pointing out what's there. I don't have any connected to it at all whatsoever. It's just, this is what is. I'm not saying it's good. It's bad. You're good. You're bad because of this thing. It just is. In our duality. And right now, a lot of people are talking about we're in the end times, but we're in the end of duality. That's the end of what's ending. And then we get this beginning of allness. And 
what I've always taught in the classroom and with my own children is everything is right or wrong depending on its appropriateness to the situation. You can yell and scream out in the football field and it's absolutely appropriate. But if you yell and scream in the library, it's absolutely not appropriate. So there's nothing right or wrong about yelling and screaming. It's is it appropriate in this situation or that situation? And so what we're doing though is right now as a society, some people are hanging on to, we've got to live in this duality and that action is either right or wrong regardless. And the majority of society is moving forward into what's correct for me and what's appropriate in the situation. And so we are literally moving out of duality and into what I want to say inclusivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely where I believe we need to be more wide spread more worldwide. That actually brings me to a question that I had that I forgot that I'm glad you said what you just did so that I remembered. What about people, and you've kind of addressed it a little bit, but um, it's another kind of question about it. What about people that are transgendered? Because some people keep their same name. Mm-hmm. And so say like if somebody's named Taylor. The goals of that soul are still the goals of that soul. Okay. How the soul goes about doing it is up to the soul. So in the name, it always says the easiest, fastest, quickest way to learn anything okay okay or to accomplish anything so let's just say that the goal was to get from los angeles to new york city okay, okay? the person could start off walking and then decide this is going to take me my whole lifetime to get to new york city because i'm walking and then they could be seeing different buses going by and saying oh if i stop and earn some money then i could buy a bus ticket and i could get there faster when they're on the bus they see a train going by and it's going by faster but if you look at the name it'll say how to get on the airplane and get there the quick russia so it doesn't really make a difference per se how if so say somebody's name originally was Taylor but then they decided to change their name to Jesse. It goes by the birth name why you're here and what okay. your purpose is. And if you change your name in any aspect at all, you're just changing how you're going about the same goal that you had before. It shows up in the birth name. Okay. And is that similar to like you were saying with nicknames is like, this is how I present myself, even though this is my goals, my lessons, my plans, but like, this is how I'm going to show everybody yeah. that is it the same kind of concept with name change like that. Right. It's how you present. You're presenting differently, but whatever's on that birth certificate, that's where all that information is coming from. And you can change because like, how many times have you changed houses? Mm-hmm. How many times have you changed clothes? We change. And so if people want to change a name or change how they're going about doing something. It's just one more change that they want a different modality. So it's how you present it, how you go about it, but it didn't change the original goals. It didn't change what the soul came to experience. Okay. It's just kind of like a different flavor of the same. Like when I get things from HR departments and they give me the job description, they give me the names of the applicants. I don't know if that person is a boy or a girl or hasn't decided. I don't really care. I'm looking at the letters and the placement of the letters and the name. That's all I care about because that's what's giving me the information. Okay. And often I will write back and say, I write it back for them. So they've got it. And I write it out. And often I will say he, and they write back and they go, this was a she, <laughs> or I'll say she, and they write back and they go, this was an he. And I think it doesn't matter. I don't want to call the person an it, <laughs> you know, going through. And if I get the gender wrong, when I'm interpreting what this person's about, it still means that person's about that, regardless if they're in a female body or in a male body. Yeah. That's really interesting. Can you just say your links again and the names of your books and all of that and how we can find you? Okay, the latest website, I have two websites, but the latest one, the modern one is called The Name Lady because everybody goes, you know, the lady that does all the names, that's The Name Lady. And then the older version and the one that has a lot of 
information and a lot of interviews that you can listen to. And when I was on television and when you can buy the books and get the services is called knowthename.com because all the books start with know the name. Because once you know the name, you know all about a person. If you're someplace right now where you can't write anything down, you can remember the name lady or you can go, oh, I need to remember. I need to know the name of that website. Oh, that was it. I need to know, you know, know the name. The first book is know the name, know the person. It tells you about the personality and then know the name, know the spirit gives you about the soul. Know the name, know how to connect as if you just want a really quick, deep dive where that's already assisting you, but you don't want to have to spend the time to learn the whole system. And if you go to the services page on knowthename.com, that gives you all the different things I offer. It literally spells them out in detail because Leanne, just as you have that anal retentive to details, as I say it, where you can write people nuts with the minutiae, I have the exact same thing in my name. And so it is literally spelled out on that website. So you know exactly what you're getting for what. Yeah. Well, that's important, right? (laughs) At least for people like us. (laughs) I figured once I understood nameology science, then I understood why I became a math major. It's like, oh, look. And then I had that practical deductive reasoning, logical ability. Once I could see the name, I thought, oh, that's why I was able to come up with this because of these letters here and those there. And so if somebody doesn't know what profession they want to go into, or they're pretty clueless of what they like to do or what brings them enjoyment, that's also very easy by looking at the name and saying, oh, look, you'd be able to do this really well. Yeah, yeah. And it it makes sense why it would feel good to be able to get all this information because not only is it permission to do and be who you are, do what you want, be who you are, but it's also confirmation of like, yeah, I've always felt that, but you know, the people in my family told me I couldn't, you know, maybe that's because they couldn't or they chose not to or whatever. And that was inflicted upon you to have that belief. But yeah, validation as well. Yeah, yeah. Super, super important. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. We got a lot of information, a lot of hints, and I hope that people reach out. The one last thing that I wanted to point out again, you said that to understand the full program is a 15 hour series of different. That's if they want it. Like some people learn really well from reading. Mm -hmm. And if you can read it and assimilate it, it's all there in the books. Okay. Except for those few little nuggets that I give at the end, like other ways of applying it, but it's all there. All the information is there. I don't hold back in my books. I literally just spell it all out. A lot of my friends said, you should have made this into multiple books. And I said, no, personality should all be in the personality book. You shouldn't have to buy two or three books to get the system. Everything's very complete. Some people learn very well just by reading. Other people learn better by hearing. Mm -hmm. Learn better by hearing, or if you learn better by doing, because some are kinesthetic letters. They've got to do it as they're doing it. Then if you're taking the actual class where I present it in the 15 hours, I have been in education 40 years. I started when I was 20 as a teacher. With 40 years, you can see all those teaching skills coming out. When I'm literally sharing nameology science and I say, now do this, now do this, now write this, now put this here. And I literally have you build the system so that by the time you get to the second to last disc, I show you now that you have all of this and I give you mnemonic devices on how to remember the stuff. And then you have your index cards as like cheat sheets. And then I show you how to use them. And that's when you're comparing names, how you do it makes it so fast and so easy. So if you're an auditory learner or a kinesthetic learner, I suggest you do the class. If you're a visual learner, go ahead and get the books. You'll get it. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. (laughs) My pleasure, Leanne. Thanks for asking me. Goodbye. Thank you so much. 
All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, Enjoy, have fun, and until next time, bye guys.